Oh, hold on a second. I can hear you through the floor. Are you right below or right you, below me? You are literally right above me. Yes. Well, welcome to Movies on the Side podcast. I almost said exchange, but... Uh, we are new. We are new. Newly branded. And this is a very extra special episode. Uh, includes screaming children in the background. That's extra. That's just for our Patreon support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that would be short-lived, though, so we should be all right. But uh, I'd like to peel back the curtain for a second, if that's all right. Go ahead. Please. So this is the first time we have had a dress rehearsal for our podcast. <laughs> and by that, I mean we've done a lot of this already, and technology failed us. More so, I was recording in my closet, and I was hotspotting off my phone, and that didn't And work. now where are we? <laughs> so now, this is the second and, take. Well, and I was with Jacob the first time. By That's the right. way, my brother's here. <laughs> yes, we have a very special guest. <laughs> A second Baranowski. Hi, Jake. Woo. Hi, Steven. So nice they named it twice. Mm. Now, are there are there any other Baranowski siblings? I forget. Yeah, we have a sister. That's mm-hmm. right. A sister, Rachel, who lives in Papua New Guinea and has listened to every one of our episodes. So shout out to her, maybe the farthest away that any of our listeners lives. All right, we might not even get to a movie right now. I, I for some reason, <laughs> did not know she was in Papua New Guinea. Is she? Yes. Is she the eldest, middle, youngest? Where did where did she's she fall? Eldest. The eldest. Mm, the, the wisest. The wisest. The wisest. Say. The ancient one. <clears throat> now, if it's not. Too, I am Nathan. If it's not the, too personal. The most middle. <laughs> the most middle. Oh, that explains a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, right. What does she do out there? If it's not too personal. Uh, her and her husband. Our brother-in-law, yes. Jordan, uh, work on a mission hospital out there. Wow. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Well, it's nice to know we have a listener out there. Yeah, that's, cool. it's been great. She's been uh, keeping up with the whole podcast. So, oh, Very cool. Yes, so listeners, we're doing Solo, colon, a Star Wars story today. But before we do, we need to talk about our current situation. Last time we did this episode, <laughs> Nate was with Jacob. You guys were looking each other in the eye the whole time. Is that accurate? Correct. We were. Yes. We were in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's Ooh. right. Well, and now, uh, Jacob, you're still in Indiana, correct? Correct. But Nate is with me in my attic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> yep. So I'm now in Florida yes. in Stephen's attic. That's right. Uh, I, can mu- I can hear his muffled sounds beneath me in the floor below. <laughs> In the office. Yes. You are directly above me right now. So. That's yeah. great. And so I have a, uh, a Hulk glove on my hand, and I'm playing with what looks to be a Frisbee ring. This is a, a playroom up here, and a, a small, um, I will call it foam hamburger, <laughs> which I can tell has been sucked on. <laughs> You're pretty brave to put your hand in that Hulk glove. I mean, I don't know what oh they've done with that, so... I'm washing my hands after this podcast. <laughs> there's there's also a small bathroom in the attic, which is basically the equivalent of a hobbit door. Mm. And seeing Nate crawl into that door was <laughs> particularly amusing. Yep. So the first time we went around, well, we got to know you a little bit, Jacob. And so I would like to know uh, a couple things. Your opinion on mayonnaise, because that is an all-important topic on this <laughs> yes. podcast. So can you reiterate your feelings yes. about mayonnaise? 
Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I have had the pleasure of of listening to every episode of this mm. podcast also. and A great brother. A great brother. That's right. <laughs> the, best the best I have. The best you have and will ever have. <laughs> so uh, condiments are obviously a regular theme. Um, and while Nate and I are very similar in lots of ways and in our tastes of things, I do not like mayonnaise at all. And so um, that just feels like something that needs to be said on this episode because... It's, it's just he's more of a catch. You're more of a ketchup guy, right? Yeah. In so I like I love ketchup, mm. and any um, I almost see like French fries and hamburgers as a means of consuming ketchup. Right. So <laughs> next to any plate of fries and burgers will be a lake of ketchup <laughs> <laughs> because it is phenomenal. Because societally, uh, society correct. doesn't not, smile on you. Correct. It's not cultu- culturally acceptable just to eat it with a spoon. Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of have it with That's something right. else. So I do. Now, I neglected to ask the first time around. So this is great. The sister, the Baranowski sister, do you guys know her opinion? Mm. I feel like we should. But we don't. I don't. Nate, do you do you know? No. Uh, Rachel, uh, WhatsApp <laughs> us and tell us. <laughs> where you fall i think like most things in life she's a great uh, a moderate mix between mm-hmm. jacob and myself she's the peacemaker so yeah so she yes. might very well uh like both about equally Interesting. but i don't know yeah. maybe she's miracle whip <laughs> oh. i feel like <laughs> Sorry, we can all agree that heresy yeah that's a that's an abomination well i also wanted to ask because i forgot to last time nate is a very artistic person as we have discussed on this podcast he does lots of chalk artistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was curious, uh, Jacob, do you have any artistic skills? Um, not in the visual arts world. And so I feel like, so I'm, I would consider myself to be a artistic and creative per- person. But when you are raised in a house with <laughs> Da Vinci, you don't really <laughs> desire to pursue the visual arts because there's just no hope that anything could come close um and so i but i i do love music and i sing and i play a little piano and he so, is a great singer he oh, he won so many singing competitions and uh, at the like young age he was he was in community theater and uh, uh-huh. he i believe he was is it captain von trapp his senior year of high school oh, i was in the saying a, a, sound a, a tear a tear wrenching rendition <laughs> of edelweiss tear wrenching as most people wait okay so <laughs> let's oh erot tears to the audience mm. oh but but yeah also i i want to say that i think Having grown and matured as a human being and not being just filled with jealousy by everything <laughs> that Nate makes, I actually have come to love everything that he does and his work is amazing and I like uh, showing him off to everyone that I meet. So, Thanks. I'm a very proud brother. Thank you very much. That's sweet. How much did he Absolutely. pay you to say that? That's what I want to know. I'll Venmo you shortly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that is wonderful. <laughs> let's just let's just sit in this moment for a bit. All right. Well, today's movie, <laughs> we're going to talk about Solo: colon, A Star Wars Story. 
Now, I don't know about you, but after we had an hour-long conversation about this, I had I thought about it some more. And then I rewatched the opening scenes. Ooh. Did any of you do this? I didn't I did not. No, I did not take in this movie ever again. <laughs> I, had, I had already put it back into the big red box. And I want to start about the uh, the opening crawl. So, you know, the thing about stores, movies, there's always a crawl, you know, describing it. And so, rewatching just the first couple scenes it's it's super weird, you know. It's not a crawl; it just kind of uh, crossfades into a couple sentences, and everything in the crawl is about this lady Proxima character in the you know seedy underbelly of this planet, and it really sets up nothing for the rest of the movie because those first few scenes end, and then that's it; it's gone. We never see Lady Proxima again, do we? No, she gets sunburned, and then she, that's it. <laughs> she leaves <laughs> from the planet. Is it Cornelia? Cornelia. Cornelia. Corn, corn, wait a minute. <laughs> Cornelia is star. The Lilacs is yeah, yeah, the evil Andros wants to. Yes, we know you all know the intro. Okay. <laughs> so, watching those opening scenes again, you guys tell me what you think. I feel like it was setting it up to be this like darker, you know, we're going to see Han Solo roaming these streets like a gangster mm-hmm. or like some back alley character, and he really cuts his teeth as a, I don't know, like a thief or something. And I feel like if the whole movie had a little more of that, it would have been better. But we only get a couple scenes of it. Yes, I'm I'm with you on that. I think it was rushed, and there like in most origin stories, I think sometimes they focus too much on the the young, up and coming parts. But I feel like this movie did the opposite and said like, well, I know we know you all just want to get to the part where you see the Millennium Falcon, mm. but if you don't set up the struggle. And I think in some ways the relationship between him and Amelia Clark, mm-hmm. then you lose things later on because I don't believe him to be a from the streets Aladdin esque character. Instead, it's sort of like, well, I just saw you. I didn't know if you were joyriding or stealing that car or trying to escape. Right. Wasn't sure your purpose there. And and jumping in and seeing him so early, I felt like. I, I, I was like, well, this is him. I didn't see him forming into Han Solo. And when I thought mm-hmm. of w- what Han Solo movie would be, I thought it would be a lot be like answering, like, how did you get to be the way with which you are? Just that, like, he is pretty much the same age for the entire movie. And we don't get any, like, supposed to believe that he had this really, really hard childhood. And because of that, he has this passionate desire to be free and to leave this planet and the rule of lady centipede but we don't really get like we don't get to connect emotionally to any of that because we don't see any of him like growing up in this really awful world and so that right. like, that's that, that's a, a big piece that in a in a movie that's meant to be someone's origin like you you do have to kind of start back a little bit farther to get a full sense of like why this person is the way that they are and that's exactly. just yeah. missing and we have a couple of throwaway lines about his parents and he said his dad was like worked in a factory or something but i feel like it would have been cool to have a couple flashbacks you know yeah talk about his childhood yeah. or something I think it would have been like I think leading up to the uh, which I think was still like a good scene of him and Amelia Clark. What is her name in this movie? Is it Zaya? Ki- Kira. 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 Zaya is another actress. Spelled Q I apostrophe R A. That's right. Yeah. 
really Peter. Star Warsy. Mm. The, but the scene of them doing that bribe and trying to get off the planet felt like it had high stakes. Right. And I felt like it was actually kind of suspenseful. But if you don't have anything leading up to it, all I know is you know, like you're trying to get off this planet because the Lady Centipede is there. But I'm not even sure, like, are you guys slaves? Are you guys, like, smugglers? Yeah. Are, like, you working towards being free or is yeah, that like never going to happen? Like to this? You have to be slaves for the rest of your so life. So only because I rewatched that first scene, the centipede lady was like, we got you out of a hole or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it makes it seem like uh, Amelia Clark's character owed her. But how'd you guys feel about like when we first see Solo and her like meet and they have this like relationship, they actually kiss right off the bat. Did you guys believe it initially? I kind of did. I was like, oh, this might be a fun thing to follow i wasn't sure that it was amelia clark at the beginning i don't know if it's a different a different makeup uh maybe it was just like if she doesn't have a dragon younger if there's no dragon you don't know who she is no drag no it's maybe she didn't have bangs at that point i don't know Uh, um but i remember think i don't i don't think i thought much of it at the beginning uh because i think in my my mind i thought oh she's not going to be the main lady like this is just a show that like oh okay he 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 gets the girl all the time Right. Which this movie uh, really wants to like tell you. Again, it goes back to our theme of if the movie has to tell you a lot right. instead of show right. you that a, a character is cool slash like desirable, mm-hmm. yeah. then they're not selling you. And it's when they jump in the car, like the hover car or whatever, she rattles off like the model, like the make and model of the car. And she's like, oh, a Cadillac 67. That's cool. <laughs> and I don't know. It just, again, rewatching it, I was like, huh? I don't understand what that did. Did you guys like that chase scene, though? Um, I felt... <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. Um, and I think that a part of it was that... Um, I, I mentioned this the last time, that the lines that, that they say during that chase scene are, this thing is fast, but we're faster. I hope so. <laughs> like, it's gold. What? <laughs> well, I think I, I also spent a lot of that time thinking like, Man, is is the brightness on my TV screen correct? <laughs> like, oh no, it's is so dark. like I've had this I've had this TV for five years. Is like starting to dim. That's it. That's this is happens. the beginning of the end, and so I think I was a little worried about that. <laughs> so when they're trying to escape the planet, they get separated by the door. Uh, Han suddenly decides he needs to enlist into the uh, Imperial Army. Well, I guess to get away from uh, those lizard people or whatever. The guy with the dogs. And mm-hmm. uh, the Imperial officer asks him his first name, Han, and then, who do you belong to? Like, what's your family name? And Han stares blankly. And then the Imperial guy says, Solo. And that's how he gets his name. Okay. So you're alone. <laughs> Solo. Solo. Okay. Okay. So I actually, I spoke to a few artists this past weekend. Oh. About this exact scene, those who are um, even more familiar with Star Wars. Um, by the way, a listener of the show said at some point in time in a past episode, I uh, called Princess Leia General Ortega. <laughs> definitely Organa. Yes. Mm. yes. And Ortega is like taco What's brand. Ortega. I was or, the say, Ven- yeah. or the Venezuelan leader. <laughs> Yeah, Castro. Adele or Castro. Nicaraguan or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, Organa. But anyway, <laughs> I was told in this group of 
Star Wars proficient artists, like how ridiculous it was that someone in the Star Wars universe where last names are part of the fun right. and like just interesting in a lot of ways had to somehow have an English like equivalency as if someone mm-hmm. saw like Luke uh, you know, like running in the air when his mom picked him up and said, "Oh, Skywalker, I see." <laughs> but I will say that 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 scene where they are disconnected suddenly by the cl- uh, closing door of of that gate, yeah. I actually felt that, like, out of all of the times that were meant to feel their connection, yeah. I did actually feel it there. I, yes. thought, I thought that was a yes, that was an excellent scene, and like you felt that that was probably the most in that, yeah, acting in that they pain. did. A broken clock scenes. is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Such a good That's saying. Harsh. So Solo joins the military and uh, comes across Woody Harrelson's character, uh, Beckett, and his like traveling retinue of thieves. And uh, initially I was like, I kind of like this sarcastic guy, you know, whatever. But then I also felt like he doesn't fit anywhere in the Star Wars universe. Did you like him? Beckett? Are you saying, you're saying, okay, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's character. Yeah. You remember him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I mean, Tobias. I liked him. I liked him in this. He did okay, yeah. He was, I think he was fine with what, I think uh, through a lot of this movie, people weren't quite sure who they were supposed to be and I blame that on production issues. Right. And maybe that there was a, a change in the story just enough that everyone wasn't quite sure what their motivation was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't think his motivation throughout this movie was clear Mm -hmm. to him. Right. And so some scenes I liked him and some scenes I thought, uh, you're just kind of just sleepwalking through the scene. Right. And so solo wants to get in with his team so he could leave the Imperial army, whatever. And, and everybody gets thrown into a pit and fed to a beast, which we find to be Chewbacca, which was kind of a cool way for them to meet. And in, I agree. Yeah, and Solo speaks uh, whatever that species is. Wookie, Wookie. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, and they get to escape, and they go, and they go on this heist. And so part of his team is like that uh, four-arm monkey guy, which you guys apparently mm-hmm. love. We do. Why? Yeah. Why did Let's... I do? We never got around to it. Why do you like him, Jake? You go. Uh, I mean, I just feel like he's a great mixture of comedic relief, and mm-hmm. um, he was an important part of the team it was cool that he was a pilot that had four arms he was always <laughs> felt like it made at sense. the same time yeah and i mean yeah i don't like i just i knew pretty fast that i liked him and i actually wrote down in the notes that i was taking as i was watching it i like the monkey pilot and he's probably gonna <laughs> die <laughs> And he did from a single Anything. blaster, uh, sh- just oh, oh, grazing his shoulder to his shoulder, just killed yeah. him. But I like, guess, as we mentioned, we don't actually know monkey pilot anatomy, so mm, that's right. always if that's that right. hit didn't hit some like major organ mm-hmm. or a kidney artery. Right. We just yeah, we just don't know. Um, I think the whole crew. So is the whole crew Woody Harrelson, his lady friend who. We think they love each other, but she dies, and he doesn't really care. <laughs> Which, she doesn't have much time in this movie, and I thought she was, like, A-list actress. Okay, think, so... Yeah. So, so speaking of, like, her... Her... Uh, having to sacrifice her life, I was actually confused 
when so so they're they're robbing a train like thing and a part of it she has to blow up a bridge that the train is going off i was actually confused for a while why taking the train off of the track in that way was actually required like well they had to to fly away that one uh, container and like since it's actually like surrounding the track it 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 had to come off of the track oh you're right fly it away yeah it's like threaded onto the track like, that was mm. the, the part that didn't make sense of like if they just need this one compartment just, just uncouple train, it with the one yeah in front just of it. uncouple right. it and then pull it up and like you don't have to blow up yourself to get all <laughs> no the I, yeah fuel. i yeah you're right i think you have to because it goes around those edges which is the coolest part of that train is that it turns <laughs> did you guys like that scene i forget the heist part nope <laughs> Insert that it sound was, clip when you ask us about different parts of this part. All those, all the parts. Okay, it was okay. I thought it was kind of cheesy that we had to be um, shown that the people defending the train had boots that could attach, mm. that could like magnetically adhere to the train yeah. by the colors changing on on their boots, just so that we were all aware that oh, they're actually like stuck onto the train. Well, and the as part of the theme of this movie, we're supposed to really care about this goo fuel <laughs> so if a heist takes place and you're trying to steal something that i don't care about that also undermines the mission it's the unobtainium nate it's exactly. very valuable exactly well the 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 masked didris sventor uh <laughs> what are you saying pirate the what <laughs> yeah Didri- oh, oh wait a minute let me look at this stuff here yeah i know you're talking about the girl from brave whatever enfis nest enfis nest i thought that when i saw this scene i thought oh okay this is amelia clark like right right she's back Mm. she's now she's now uh a bad guy but it's still at this point we don't know who's working for who who like are you guys i didn't I thought maybe they're still working for Lady Centipede. It's so convoluted <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> about yeah. what what the heist is supposed to do, except just like, hey, new adventure, new set piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, s- and so half the team dies, half of the five or whatever. And they then go and find, uh, what's his face? The, the bad guy. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. His name is Dryden Voss. Vision. Yes, Vision is the bad guy. Dryden Voss and Enfys Nest are a little confusing when you hear them both (laughs) in the same movie. (laughs) That is true. But our character Solo runs into Kira. Kira? Kira, again. Kira. Yes, at a a fancy pants party. And uh, they have the uh, long-awaited re-meeting. And I didn't feel it. Can I read my line? Oh, yes, please. I feel like since we're doing this round two, I'm going to come right (laughs) back to it. Okay, this is the line. Kira says, holds up a drink. They meet again. She she goes, what do we drink to? Han responds, let's drink to and see where it goes. <laughs> it's grammatically incorrect. I mean, it is. But okay, so I didn't mention this the last time, but I actually thought that that, that line was like semi-correct. Uh, like you was, liked it it was cheesy like <laughs> absolutely cheesy but it was like one that i thought like oh i kind of want to pocket that and like possibly say it at some future but is you mean, want to that? use that <laughs> does it mean like drink t-w-o like, yes yes <sighs> yeah yeah i mean yeah okay okay 
I just I just don't believe that during a toast time it's the time where you're supposed to say something like to those that when to those that laugh without anyone looking and to those who cry with the tears that wipe the morning off the sky <laughs> of the baby moon what are you we saying? sit here and to life may we always enjoy are you going delirious the, the my cuttlefish <laughs> of and then you drink the cuttlefish i think <laughs> that was their attempt to kind of bring out the like he's sort of a, a scoundrel womanizer kind of person ish and so i think they were mm. they were trying to show that through that it's, line okay all right here's why i didn't like it they just met up again right. she gives him the frostiest reception for someone <laughs> who the last time they saw each other they were like yelling i'll come back to you i love you right. only mm-hmm. well time has no meaning in this movie but i think it was supposed to be three years ago okay. and like the first time she meets him it's like running into like an ex-girlfriend at your high school mm. reunion like hey yeah does that happen have to you you've been doing well have, have, has that happened to you uh i've never uh had an ex-girlfriend oh, right. who i didn't marry blah blah so. blah one for one never mind uh um, anyway <laughs> so yeah like th- it's a frosty reception and yeah. he he responds to her like adult very like cool business-like toast with like hey let's basically get drunk (laughs) okay so do we i guess the movie goes on we kind of get different glimpses of kira like she can throw a grenade and at the end of the movie we find out she can fight but she also seems like she still likes on so what do you think she actually still has feelings for him like does she actually care for him at all at this point i think she does because she does not uh, reveal that he was part of the main good guys to um, have the Zim- <laughs> <laughs> senior mall <laughs> at the end. Senior, yeah. So I think I think she wants to protect him, but she doesn't really care about him. She wants the power. Yeah, but like we don't we don't really get any like inside look in into her thoughts or True. motivations, and so. Really, I think she just kind of comes off confused. Like, we don't really know, like, why she's doing what she's doing because we don't have any idea of what she's yeah. actually been through to get to where she is t- today. You know what would have been cool if we had some scene with her, like, having a secret conversation with an unknown party? Like, later, Absolutely. later maybe yes. to reveal to be Darth Maul, but, like, maybe on the Millennium Falcon where she's trying on capes or whatever. <laughs> you know, she has, like, a secret, uh, you know... Right, or maybe like one meeting with um, Scarface dude to kind of be like, hey, you know, this guy still has romantic feelings for me. I'm going to use that to get us the goo fuel we need. Right. (laughs) And so that we could kind of, or like, I don't know. Yeah, she doesn't really have much of a clear motivation, either good or bad. So she Mm kind of just comes across like a blank. Yeah. Bland entity. <laughs> White toast. What do you guys think about Paul Bettany as as this bad guy? You guys like him? I wasn't crazy about him. He didn't have I a lot of dimension. There are there were moments that he did feel kind of like creepy dangerous. Right. Like you just like knew that you didn't want to be on his bad side. But I also like I was a bit distracted by his face during the movie. <laughs> I wasn't sure if he was an alien, he was <laughs> a he was a human that had 
one too many knife accidents. Maybe he has a lot of cats. And he got angry, like his face got yeah, like, cats, redder. big cats. Yeah, he keeps so I was I think I was I was hoping that he was an alien, and that when he got real mad and mm. like in like full fighting mode, he would turn into a <laughs> red behemoth. I need some sugar. Where's some sugar water? <laughs> that yes. that would have been great. And then that guy from uh, Law and Order, criminal, whatever, yeah, pops out. <laughs> so f- absolutely. So from here, we get introduced to one of the main characters, also Lando Calrissian, and we see this whole poker scene. And I remember leading up to the movie, every, or when it came out, everybody said Danny Glover. Oh, Donald Glover, he was amazing as as Lando, and I didn't get that from him per se. I didn't well, either. I think we found Donald like Donald Glover was at the height of after his uh, childish Gambino uh, "This Is America" video, and I think that was kind of a and an SNL performance. So I think we were at a high point for Donald Glover in his career. So I think he right. had a lot of going into the marketing. I think they r- try to capitalize on that, considering um, what was the main guy's name? Alvin didn't have a whole lot of star power. Alden. Alden. <laughs> yeah. Alvin. Simon Theodore. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> And so we get to the Millennium Falcon, and we they go on another uh, crazy mission to get the uh, adamantium from this mine. Space goo. The space goo. And they go through the famous Kessel Run, which, Jacob, I believe you called this something. Nope, that was me. Uh, oh, it wasn't me. I'm not going yeah. to put, yeah. put him on blast like that, just in <laughs> case there are repercussions. Did I say Cloud Sphincter? Yeah, that's right. Listen, none of my children know what that is, so it's fine. Okay, this gives us a a thirteen plus uh, rating. <laughs> PG thirteen. We're T for teen. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they fly through the cloud sphincter, which is the, supposedly the Kessel Run, apparently. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, oh, Lando's robot, which we are have exposure to at this point. Uh, what is it? L three. L three. L three. I found uh, just ridiculous. Didn't like it. Didn't add anything either. I think that, I mean, the interesting thing, the only interesting thing they did there was add some sort of questions about robot to human romance, which I feel like if in a world where droids are very, uh, the AI is very high, I guess there's some like questions to be said about like what kind of affection you can have for each other. But that was instead was this kind of played for like a, like a boyfriend girlfriend like romantic jokes about their relationship yeah, and she's supposed to be like the sassy the sassy lady robot yeah in a non-gendered robot yeah. body though her like her passion for like I want to f- uh free all of the other robots I did chuckle at that as like she's like um de programming all of the ones that are working at that mine of like yeah for yeah. yourselves like i thought i mean I thought yeah she did have something like humorous, you can do whatever you want now yeah, like, yeah right like though okay so did did anyone else see that in the scene where she is basically shot to pieces and <laughs> and lando runs over to rescue her in a very emotional way Cavalier. he goes to pick her up he rips her in half <laughs> i actually started i i started laughing because he just I thought, pulled I her think, into two pieces i think that was supposed to be brings funny. her upper half yeah upper yeah half onto onto the ship and then she becomes part of the falcon though 
But you part know, of the crew, does. part of the yeah. ship. Part of the crew. Now you asked me, Nate, the comparison to the Rogue One robot. Yes. And so I looked up some quotes, and I find that the Rogue One robot was a lot more funny. And so, like one of the things that in Rogue One, uh, Jin Erso, the main character, like shoots a robot that looks just like him, and he, the robot says, "Did you know that wasn't me?" <laughs> and I thought, See. Like that's a pretty good line, and he has a couple right. other lines uh, that are pretty funny. Like there were a lot of explosions for two people blending in, and uh, other stuff. So anyway, yeah, I, I might think need to go back and watch Rogue One. Um, I yeah. feel like maybe I'm I have like I'm too harsh with it. Rogue One. I think if you went back, especially like after watching this attempt at an outside of an episodic Star Wars movie, I right. think Rogue One stands up a lot better. Uh, I would agree. As a movie. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. For sure, Steven. And so we come to the scene. They do this uh, crazy raid, and they get the hyper juice. And so now we come to the famous Kessel Run, what we've mm-hmm. heard about in all the Star Wars movies previously. And they're about to do the Kessel Run through the sphincter of smoke. Mm-hmm. And they get, you know, he takes a shortcut, which apparently is very dangerous. Right. He shows off his piloting skills right. by... <laughs> oh, which oh going, he doesn't. You're right, yeah, yeah. And so they start going through the sphincter, and there's a star destroyer uh, blocking their path. Which you know, kinda, kinda, it doesn't really block the whole thing. Does as as Jake right says, <laughs> it's a there is plenty it's a of dime, room. It's a diamond it is ship, a circular hole <laughs> with a diamond shaped ship in the way. There are many, <laughs> many points of of egress escape. yes yep going around and i actually I, I thought that was the only point again rewatching just the opening scene they actually show a star destroyer in the very opener opening scene uh like being built or something in the sky so we get two star destroyers but it doesn't help is at there, all. but i'm just saying is there ever a part in this movie maybe there is where han solo is flying a ship and doing it in a really cool way, like dodging things. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking yeah, about like going through the... an asteroid, asteroid field. Like he, he's, does he move through the Kessel Run in a very skillful way? You get a couple seconds of it because, like, there Beckett is like shooting the Tie Fighters with the gun, and he's kind of bobbing and weaving. Okay, a little bit. Oh yeah, because he does kind of spin it so that he hits a Tie Fighter with the ship, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, ping yeah, pong yeah. paddle. Yeah. Right. And okay, that was cool. Yeah. So you get a few seconds of that, and then we find uh, a gigantic octopus uh, and a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're having to fight the gravity, and they they mm-hmm. trick the octopus into getting too close, too close to the sun. And then they drop All a little bit of I will call it Star Wars NOS from the Goo Tube. <laughs> That's right. Into the ship. Right. They got to escape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they got to time mm-hmm. it perfectly to go through the the crack uh, in the sphincter. But uh, the, why do they have yeah. to time it perfectly? Why can't because they just it, go right because away? Because it, it has to be right in front of them, I think. Yeah, because they're going to go straight. Because they're, they're gonna going gonna uh, super fast. Real, real fast. That's right. Oh, like, like a great pilot knows how to yes. do. Mm-hmm. Punch the accelerator. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What do you think about that? Like, there's a moment where it looks like it actually doesn't work, and they start heading towards the mall. Yeah, sort of did like that, Toy Story three. Did that fill you with with <laughs> any feelings of anxiety? Was it like, oh yeah, we 
this movie's going to be gonna a gonna lot gonna... shorter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, knowing there's a lot more movie left, it's like, this has to work. Sure. Yeah. But, I, like, they also could have gone through the gravity well. And, oh, you were hoping to come something. out the other side. I don't know. That was I, a in lost San Francisco. In that was yeah, a lost right. in space thing. Yeah, you yeah, go through absolutely. the black hole. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gravity it's, well, people. Gravity it's well. The <laughs> it's the it's the mall. It's the mall. And so uh they they get the uh the raw unobtainium mm-hmm. and they they bring it to uh some de- another desert planet. None none of these planets are named. Uh, I don't know any of these places. They are all the same. <clears throat> all the same. And kind so brown and grungy. <laughs> yes. And then this is the one line I thought I kind of liked when Han and Kira, they're on the desert thing, and she says, "Oh no, I forgot the line. That's this is how memorable it was. I forgot the line." She says, "What do we drink to?" <laughs> Two. And he says, "Not again." <laughs> we only get one of those lines. Oh she says, "You're the good guy," and he says, "I'm not the good guy." The implication of being that Han doesn't want to be, but is always reluctantly doing the good thing. I love that the script is such complicated, such such <laughs> intricate lines like, you're the good guy, I'm not the good guy. No, I'm not. It felt okay in the moment, but... Sure. Meh. But as as we mentioned the last time, in everything that we see Han do, he is the good guy. Like, there is... Right. He hasn't... I mean, other than the fact that he is working for a crime syndicate, and so, sure, that's not real... Yeah, but he he's betrayed no one. Yeah, he hotwired that car. He's only done like good, not selfish things, right? He he went back to see Scarface with Woody Harrelson as like a form of like camaraderie, even when he thought like, "Hey, like we may just die right now." Like yep. as an act of not. I mean, if he was like a true for himself scoundrel, he'd be like, "All right, good luck, Woody Harrelson. Good luck yeah. with Scarface. I'm out of here." And which. So we see uh oh, what's the, what's the uh what's the face uh, the other the other character <laughs> so so, me- so so memorable we see Enfis Nest again and they show up to steal the stuff oh yeah oh, yeah we, yeah yeah we discover that it's uh, a little girl or some or a you know teenage girl as Enfis Nest and they're supposedly the beginnings of the rebellion uh stuff and we've never seen her at any yep. other point in this movie. Which is why that scene fi- filled me with utmost confusion because they made it to be so dramatic and so big that all I could think was, I should know who she is and I don't. I don't know why I don't know who she is. Who right. is she? Yeah. She's so, his sister. And that, they cut and up then, that Yeah, scene, and then I just thought that like, oh, it's because it's a young woman and because like women aren't powerful and aggressive so we should be shocked by the by the right, fact right. I, yeah i was just confused and yeah there's so once good job star wars <laughs> once edifice nest does show up han before we discover who she is for real han tries to say like we have a thousand troops on the millennium falcon ready to come out at a moment's notice and then the millennium falcon just like flies away mm-hmm. and i know it's supposed to be funny but I, I did not laugh then <laughs> i don't know how you guys felt but I, I liked it. At that point in time, it had been a long movie for me. <laughs> right. Over the course of two days, watching it in two separate installments. Yeah. And so we come to the final scenes, the final fight scenes. Uh, Beckett betrays Solo, but they trick Beckett, and Scarface fights everybody. The end. And Kira kills Scarface. Mm-hmm. 
And instead right. of going off with Han Solo, she instead puts on the Ring of Power right. and <laughs> Skype calls a one half of Maul, Mr. Maul, Mr. Maul, who um, we discussed that this is after Episode One, so he survived getting <laughs> lightsabered in half, and now is just you know living with what looks like <laughs> those ab crunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Cumberbuns. Yeah. Yeah. But also, he wasn't just cut in half. He was cut in half and he was tossed down a big old tube. Yeah, but we don't know. Like, the bottom of that could have been like gelatin. The bottom of the the tube. True. And so when we finally see Kira make that Skype call, like, I don't believe her as being super evil either. Like, I don't know if she's supposed to be conflicted or if she's supposed to be like totally bad, but I don't get either one. I think they were hoping to settle that in the sequel, which I don't think will ever come. <laughs> yeah. And then I do like the final scene where uh, Solo gets the Millennium Falcon because he discovers Lando is cheating. I like that. I think that might have been my favorite yeah. uh, Han Solo-Lando interaction. Um, interaction. Yeah, that was it. I think Lando has some fun lines in this movie. I thought he, like... I don't quite remember them at the moment, but he does. I feel like he comes across as too pompous, like in those poker game scenes. Like if you're going to cheat, I don't know. I think yeah. that's well, it's kind of how he's supposed to be. I think I don't know, but I did. I did like the the lines where he's negotiating how much he should get paid for the job. Yeah, like how, how, how big that is that is uh, percentage would be uh, cut should be. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I like those. Yeah, that was pretty good. Well, any final thoughts before we rate this thing? Um, according to the tri- the trivia on IMDb, Harrison mm-hmm. Ford revealed that he's seen the movie and thinks it's, quote, phenomenal, but uh, chose to skip out on the premiere with the, re- <laughs> with the rest of the cast because he didn't want to steal Alden Endrich's moment of glory. Uh-huh. I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> he then received yeah. a check as <laughs> to, hey, this is a lot of our marketing campaign for this movie went to Harrison Ford please giving a thumbs up. Phenomenal. Please, please well, what's he going to say? Hey, good try, but you're not as great <laughs> as I was as Han Solo. Yes. Thanks. And so you had a wonderful rant about Solo because you sent a YouTube video of Harrison Ford's audition tape for like the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Yes, he exudes confidence and swashbucklingness. How do you feel this solo did? <sighs> I think he tried, but I just think he couldn't live up to Harrison Ford. It's such it, Han Solo is such a role that it has. It needs to have what looks like um, easy charisma, mm-hmm. uh, a type of um, a type of charisma that comes easy, I guess. Alden doesn't have that, so instead it comes across a little bit like a, a bit of like an idiot smile or goofiness <laughs> instead <laughs> of a, a carefree, I'm cool, I know it, and I'm in it for me right. at times. Yeah. Sure. yeah but I would say that if they were planning on doing this in a trilogy format, that that it could be that they meant it to be that this first movie, he was kind of more that... 
not confident, a goofy, kind of smiley role. And then in the next two, we would see him become the charismatic, charming, yeah, s- yeah. scoundrel that he is. So I will respond to that defense. point with my, my James Bond point, which is Daniel Craig in what's supposed to be the origin story of James Bond is always cool, always suave, but he is open to love one woman and gets his heart broken, sort of in the same way as this movie mm-hmm. by Eva Green in that Casino Royale movie. And then from then on, you see why he doesn't trust women anymore. <laughs> but he was always cool. Yeah. He just like he learned something new. I think Han Solo's coolness should be there from the beginning. And I'm okay if he's more trusting in this movie than in future stuff. But he has to start with a, a certain level of coolness. I know I keep yeah. saying coolness, but I can't think no, of no, word. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's rate this thing. And I'm going to change the rating system <laughs> from last time. Because seeing the opening scene, I remember the metal die that Solo hangs from the rearview mirror of that speeder and then later puts in the Millennium Falcon. And so from on a scale of zero to five, metal die. Mm. Let us rate this movie. Jacob, as our guest, you go first. Excellent. Thank you. I will give Solo um, colon a Star Wars story. Two hanging metal die. So dice, um, right? Uh, yeah, dice. two. Then you change the dice. <laughs> I is we. She's I before E. Dice. Anyway, so yeah, that is that is pretty low. Um, and while I was entertained by some of the scenes and um, some of the action, um, this is the first. Uh, uh, Star Wars film in the official canon that neither mentions the Jedi Order nor Jedi Knights. And <laughs> I find the Jedi to be the reason why Star Wars is enjo- enjoyable and cool and worth watching. So having a film that doesn't incorporate any of that is just kind of leaves me wanting more. That, and I would also agree with um, uh, Nate's take on the main character that just doesn't quite live up to the super iconic and classic person that is Han Solo. Well, Nate? I will also give it two dangly dice. <laughs> I agree with everything he said. I, I have nothing more to add. I'm yeah. I think also recording this episode twice, <laughs> it's twice as much Han Solo talk. Yes. Than I would than I would have liked. <laughs> well, I mean it's the name of the movie, so it's kinda if you're gonna name the movie after the guy, you gotta yep. you gotta mm-hmm. do it up. Well gotta, yeah. I will share the rating. I'll give it two. And I feel like the most disappointing part was the, the Kessel run itself. You know, I was expecting some kind of pod race or trench run or something because every other movie has hyped it up. You know, it's talked about mm-hmm. in every other Star Wars movie. And uh, it didn't deliver, unfortunately. A couple cool scenes, but not a great, not a great Star Wars. Before we get to the top five, I forgot that Jacob has brought something to us, Nate. Ooh, a game, a palate cleanser from this I solo have, movie. I have <laughs> brought a game. So as oh yeah, if you do have other 
no, things no. that please one second. go okay. ahead excellent so as a listener of this show i have um i've been concerned by some of the things that have been brought up one of them being how often the two of you have chosen to wash things like your sheets and your uh, pillows that i just i feel it is my need and my duty mm-hmm. to educate on um, mm. some of these things and so i i um took the liberty of looking up the recommended walk <laughs> washing intervals of some of your most common household items um, in a game that I like to call how often should I wash it? (laughs) So my thought was that I could um, say what the item is and that the two of you then have to guess the recommended interval in which this item should be washed. And the person who is closest without going over will win Mm. A million hyperspace goo vials. <laughs> yes. So, very good. N- number one, which was mentioned on this episode, I think a couple of times, how often should you wash the sheets on your bed? Okay, wait. Before we go on. Yes. What is the said source oh, of excellent. these times? Excellent question. So, this, um, all of these come from a Huffington Post article <laughs> that was written in the past I'll take few it. years. So I thought that was at least like uh, decently. Yeah, it's well, it's not produced credible. by uh, Clorox, and that's what we Correct. were worried. Right. About. It was, it was, this is going to be no, a no, tie. No. This is a yeah. a possibly non-biased. And this was recording. not a sponsored article by Bleach Correct. or okay. Correct. Yeah. So Crest I, says to use one <laughs> tablespoon of toothpaste three times a day. I do want to just say. I am literally terrified of how this is going to go. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know. I know. Okay. As you. All right, Stephen, you go first. Okay, so these are bed sheets. Bed sheets. One week. Nate? Two weeks. So the correct answer is every one or two weeks. So I'm going to say that that is a one point for each of you. Hey. All right, I'll take it. Next, we have pillows. How often should you wash the actual pillow itself, not just the pillowcase. Wait a minute. But the pillow. Oh. Dude, have you ever washed your, <laughs> your, your pillow, Steven? Wait a minute, he said. Oh, no. Wait, you're, you're supposed to wash the pillow within the pillowcase? You should wash the actual pillow itself. Yeah. Oh, this if, is not good. If, if you think that just having a, a sheet over it <laughs> prevents all any and all contamination of... That pillow, you don't understand how fabric works. So pillows. Please. All right, I'll go first. Yeah, please. Um, I'm going to say every two months. Okay. Steven? Every 90 days. 90 days. So it is actually twice a year, Ooh, which wow. is higher than what I thought. So that, that point is going to... That goes to me. Steven. Yeah, yeah, okay. I actually wash mine every other month, but just want to throw that out there. Um, oh, congratulations. Gold uh, star. I mean, I don't, yes. I don't want to get too personal here. <clears throat> yeah, Have you ever washed your pillows, Steven? No. <laughs> Nate? Uh, my, yes, mine I have because it gets, uh, it changes color on me. Yeah. <laughs> Right, <laughs> much like a, much like that's, the, that's what you know what know. it needs. It needs like the mountains that are on like a Coors 
<laughs> like when the mountains turn blue and stop to wash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gross. Okay. So, uh, well, this 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 will be the last one. How how often do you wash your towel that you mm. use after a shower? I will say weekly. <sighs> I will say every five days. Mm. And okay. So it is actually every three or four uses. And right. you shower every day, Stephen. And I so yes. do I. Yes. I every day. Yeah. So so, so that is point to you. Wins. that is one that that I was actually kind of shocked by because I I don't wash mine every three or four uses. It is I, more like I use every, the smell test for my towels. Yes. <laughs> every week. I do hang mine so there is no folding of any parts of the towel. Doesn't everyone do that? Well, no. Stephen, no? Stephen, like raises his like from a flagpole. That's right. In the morning. Yes. To the to tap. I am, I'm intrigued. What do you mean by you raise it? Like <laughs> no. That, well, that out in his yard, <laughs> he, he waves. It hangs on a line. Uh, no, no. But I do make sure it is completely stretched out on the bar that it sits Good. on. So Good. Uh, that is interesting. Everything. So I one horror story. I had a roommate in college who used the same towel for weeks at a time uh, and did not wash it for weeks. Weeks. You haven't. Weeks. No, you haven't scared me yet. Ugh. Now I will not describe what happened, but do not Google <laughs> pilonidal cyst. <laughs> and let's just say he developed one of those, and it uh, burst. Oh my. Uh, you're welcome. So don't wait the weeks. Don't, I think don't. we know what a pilot is. Nate, do you want to do you want to you want to share? Some oh, some people on this call may have experienced <laughs> something similar, but I'm not going to name names. Now wait a minute. If oh one of those people are not me, then there are two on this podcast. <laughs> it's not the one that. I, <laughs> I don't understand what's so funny about all of this. <laughs> We might have to have an offline about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that should be okay. recorded. So we're tied right now. Oh, it yeah. Is. So to... Um, do you have any more? Yeah, I do. I, just, I didn't I didn't, I didn't. didn't want to go too... No, no, no. no, no. This is gold. Too long. Okay, so... I want more. Um, this was the one that I think surpri- surprised me the most, of how often you should wash hand towels. Mm. Hand towel. I think you're hand up, towel. Nate. I'm going to say every month. Ooh. Every two I'm, weeks. I'm talking like hand towels that you like. Yeah. You're not you like you just drying your hands after you wash them in the sink, right? That's right. Okay. Two weeks. Two weeks. It is recommended to wash your hand towel every two or three days. <laughs> and the... Wowza. Rationale, which, which makes sense because like for, for me, I mean, I only use a hand towel when my hands are at their most pristine and so it doesn't make sense to like a surgeon every two or three <laughs> after days. you but, scrubbed in exactly but in the article they mentioned that the presence of children in your home oh should make you wash your hand towel much more often and i guess like here's looking at are, you Stephen. like who are brushing their teeth and like wiping their toothbrush on the hand 
towel Ooh. means that it should be washed more let often. Me, let me just say, um, who's doing that? The hand towel in the bathroom my children frequent is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's probably accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's often. It's often. It, it is. It is. All right, give us another one. Do, do you have, yes, please give us I another have one. One, uh, one more? I have one, one, one more. Who actually won that? I think it was me. I said two yeah. weeks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You win. Yes, um, you. And last one, I have the uh, uh, bath mat. How often should you wash your bath mat? Oh, goodness. When you begin to see mold. <laughs> <laughs> Purely by sight. It's a visual. <laughs> it's a safe bet. Excellent. <clears throat> so I'm gonna pre- I want to preface this by saying I don't have one. Because... You've seen my shower, Nate. Yeah, it's sort of a drive-through setup. <laughs> There's an enter and an exit point. Yes. If if there was a conveyor belt that took you through it, that would be the most accurate. What? And so there's no curtain to my shower. It is oh, it is a double opening, intimate, like like pie shaped shower. I need to see a picture of the yes. shower that I. It's like a quarter of a circle, you know. Okay. Yeah. And so open on both sides. And so it gets pretty wet on the floors outside the shower. Mm-hmm. And we quickly discovered that bath mats there would not last. Mm. Like, not good. And so we have a system of putting the old towel we use to dry ourselves onto the floor for a couple times and using that as a mat and then interchange that often. Hmm. Oh, you're kind of just like cycling. That's right. Cycling them through. That's right. So you got the clean towel on the rack, the used towel on the floor, and then mm-hmm. it goes in the watch. You just cycle it. Nice. But if I were to have a bath mat, I would say every two months. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> the answer is going to be like four uses. <laughs> this is an athlete's foot question. Oh, true. So the answer is every one or two weeks. Oh. So neat. I think we're going to say that. So we're tied. Did you tied. happen to see jeans in a wash cycle? <laughs> I'm really curious. Uh, Brought to you by Levi's. I don't think this article contained. Okay. I'll tell well, you no, what. I, th- I think jeans, much like a, a, a cast iron skillet, should be seasoned. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I so yeah, th- there are I can I can do one one more to at least break the tie. Okay, all right, for the win. Um. Uh, okay, how often should you wash the comforter on your bed? Every three weeks. Now, Stephen, confess how often you do wash your comforter, and the answer is, you haven't yet. No, why, why that is now? not true. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That gets washed. I'll say every three weeks. Okay. Nate? I'm going to mix my honest answer with what I think it should be. I'm going to say two months. The correct answer is actually twice a year. Wow. Good. Seems, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I believe in my heart. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. I want to be judged. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Excellent. Yeah. So I think I think Nate is a victor. Yes. Yeah. So I, so like, but but honestly, which of you actually does these things closest to the recommended quantity? 
What was the sheets again? Sheets was oh. every one or two weeks. And you wash yours, I feel like, twice a year from what I've heard what? in the past episodes. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> He's not being genuine. I'm probably closest with the towels. Like three to four uses. I probably go to six. Okay. Maybe seven. But yeah. Closest to that. Nate, are you close to these? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I am. Uh, maybe pillowcases. Really? <laughs> Have you washed your pillows, Nate? The pillows itself. Not since. Not since living in Chicago. <laughs> Have you ever? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Jacob, yes. do you follow all these uh, religiously? I. I do pretty well. I don't think I actually wash my pillows much more than twice a year. Um, I would say that I probably do my bath towels once a week. So that I would say would be more than every three or four uses. Um, I don't wash my hand towels every two or three days because it is, but by and large, it is only me. And like, you don't have I, kids in the home. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and since like, since I am only, only using it after washing my hands, I feel like every two or three days is not needed, but maybe I'm no, way off. I agree. I, don't know. I agree. Definitely. <laughs> so, well, things change when you have a washer and dryer that mm. are three flights of mm. stairs down the back, uh, go outside, <laughs> go down into a what is kind of a dungeon laundry room that has a, a metal grate on it, mm. open that up, and enter a communal laundry room. Yeah, that, that changes the uh, that makes a lot of sense. amount of times you want to drag your pillows down there. <laughs> After, But a uh, legitimate question. After how many wears do you guys wash jeans? Depends on the activity that I do in the jeans. Fair, fair. But yeah. on like uh, a typical wearing where you're not sweating. You're just Four. Mm, I don't actually know. I think I think jeans go purely by the smell test for me. Mm-hmm. To where I don't really, I'm not really keeping track of wearages, but I'm more just seeing if I can smell them than they need to be washed. Yeah. I'm with you on that one, Jacob. If it smells or if they can stand up on their own. <laughs> It's, it's problematic. <laughs> then you really know. So let's real quick. Let's rank every Star Wars movie ever made. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, and Jacob, we're gonna go last because we all know why. Terrible. No, I I actually I actually have made you changed pretty major edits. I've made I've made some time. edits too. Really? So I feel I'm feeling better about my list. Now. I am also I also uh, feeling better and less. Well, All right, I'll go first. Okay, go. Number one, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Hoth Battles, mm-hmm. Han Solo Frozen and Carbonite, mm-hmm. Jedi Training, mm-hmm. I Am Your Father, all of it. Mm-hmm. Number two, A New Hope, mm-hmm. the original. Okay. Number three, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Number five, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, missed, I missed a number in there. Why am I on five? Whatever. The next one's Last Jedi. <laughs> okay. Then Attack of the Clones. Really? Return of the Jedi. Hmm. Rogue One. Hmm. Sith Rising. Yeah. Episode One, Baby Vader. And then Solo. Ooh. Han Alone. 
uh, underneath episode one? Really? Yep. Wow. This is my least favorite Star Wars movie. Wow. Fair enough. Okay. Steven. Well, I did not rejigger any of my list. I still stand by it. <laughs> so I'll go Empire, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi. Something about the Ewoks and the speeders gets me every time. Uh, New Hope, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Clones, Solo, Phantom Menace, <laughs> and A Rise of the Sith. <laughs> last play. Revenge. It's revenge. People. Well, Jacob. Okay, so I will. Strike yeah, me I have. I have made some pretty major updates. So I'm but no saying, one knows what you did the first time. Right, so just true, present them as if. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. Num- strong. Number one, The Force Awakens. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ooh. So I, I rewatched this with my parents this past weekend actually, mm-hmm. and realized how much that. I love it. Like it, it has all of yeah. the really uh, classic characters with excellent uh, uh, Jedi action. Uh, Ray is amazing, and it looks beautiful. So mm-hmm. yeah. number one, two, the Last Jedi, three, the <laughs> Empire, the Empire Strikes Back, because mm. I learned all the all the things that were in it that I thought were in other <laughs> other movies that I forgot. Uh, four is is the one that that will be a bit of a um a, a black sheep is revenge of the sith um which i do feel like i have to argue for a little bit so it is i i enjoy it every time that i watch it i actually like every time that i see it i think there is a chance that anakin will not become darth vader which i just love that tension i adore yoda Fighting Darth Sidious. There's some Where excellent uh, uh, Jedi Force <laughs> lightning action, which I was alive. Love. And yes, some of the, some of the lines are not great. And Hayden Christensen, yes, right, his name, yeah, isn't isn't awesome. But I just think it's a it's a movie that I would watch right now. Uh, moving on, we have five legs. Return of the Jedi six. A New Hope, 7, Rogue One, 8, Attack of the Clones, 9, Solo, 10, Episode 1, Phantom Menace. So you put Episode 1 last. I did. And and Nate, you put Episode 1 second to last? To last. Yes. Yeah, I put it second to last too. I feel like, can we agree that the pod racing is pretty cool? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Can we also agree that just... Not as a bad guy, but just as a stunt guy wielding dual lightsabers. Darth Maul's uh, lightning battle with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi at the same time is pretty cool as well. Yes. 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 Can a you? lot of flipping. I wish... A lot of flipping. <laughs> I wish Jar Jar Binks wasn't in that movie. I wish the movie was less about political maneuvering yeah. and more about fun things. So I'm scrolling through some of the still images of Rise of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. I forgot forgot about Obi-Wan riding that giant lizard after fighting, uh, what's his face? That was Attack of the Clones. Oh, not the one, not the yeah. one in the arena. Right, not the one. In the, I guess he maybe he rides two lizards in the he in these movies. Right, but it's uh, the robot guy. What's his name? 
the guy who has like he's got eight four lightsabers. Yeah, he's got like eight lightsabers or whatever. Oh, um, General Grievous. General Grievous. Grievous. Yes. 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 That scene was okay. <laughs> the Grievous one. I think that was during the day where they said one lightsaber is cool. <laughs> Two people like that a lot. Four. How about twenty-five? <laughs> I feel like because I like you and McGregor. If if someone different played young Darth Vader and some of the writing was different. I guess what I'm saying is if it was a different movie, it'd be a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I have, a li- I have a Star Wars question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, lightsabers are uh, they're a technology that we just don't understand. <laughs> but in the Star Wars world, they work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not develop a lightsaber that instead of being three feet long is 25 <laughs> feet long? <laughs> you wouldn't be able to swing it around yourself. You'd it's cut your it's own not legs heavy. Off. <laughs> no, no, it'd be unwieldy. Yeah. Why? Yeah. How are you going to flip that thing around? You're going to cut your arm off. Because it's very dangerous. You spin around like around a helicopter, <laughs> and then you take out everyone. I'm just saying, if you're going to have light that is weightless and comes out, I'd like to have one button that that puts it out, and then a second button for, like, apple picking but it's and for, <laughs> you know, AT-AT fighting. But it isn't isn't just light, Nate. It is plasma. Is it okay? Well, okay. <laughs> Please. It's about it's about an inch and a half. It's about an inch and a half uh, diameter. I would take a twenty foot long. I will call it <laughs> one millimeter diameter. I'd use like make like, it could be a laser light for all I care. But if it cuts through things, so I have a curveball question. Unplanned. This can mm-hmm. be where we. Uh, conclude favorite character from the entire universe of star wars could you name one jibada wonkar solo <laughs> are you saying jabba is your favorite character no okay. no i was just stalling <laughs> let me think okay okay <laughs> I yeah, my gut, which I'm going to stick with, says y- Yoda. Yoda, he is my number one puppet or CGI. I really enjoy CGI Yoda because he does all those cool <laughs> flipping arounds, which I find the best lines are from delightful. the puppet Yoda, though. But I also so so that is that is why I think it is the combination because yeah. Puppet Yoda has some incredible lines, and Yoda that sets the Jedi tree on fire with the lightning bolts, loved it. <laughs> Nate, All right, I got one. What about you? I've always been a, a Han Solo fan growing yeah, up. Sure. But thinking back on it, I'm a real big Lando Calrissian fan. Mm. Whoa. I think he has... Of the entire universe of Star Wars? <sighs> He's only in two out of ten movies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then, That's fine. Then That's fine. No, no, no. Okay. No, yeah. I'm... No, you can defend it. No, he's 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 good. But I'm going to probably say probably Ray. Mm-hmm. 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 Just like as far as characters go, yeah. she's she's my favorite out of all of them. Now, there's never a huge Luke Skywalker fan. Nah. Um... So I would say Ray is 1A, and we'll go Lando 1B. 
because he's a complex character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going che- <laughs> to cheat a little bit because I'm going to say episode 8, Luke Skywalker. Mm. Curmudgeon Luke Skywalker? I, oh, Luke. I feel like Mark Hamill... In the, in that movie, I do. I was gonna say Ray if you didn't say it, Nate, because I think she's a pretty cool character uh, from her development in Force Awakens to later. But I liked Mark Hamill doing that begrudging Luke on the so island. So him him playing Mark Hamill. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you go back and watch New Hope, he's real whiny and mm. and kind of eh? mm-hmm. yeah. So not so much that Luke, but I I like the Last Jedi Luke. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. And Han Solo is too easy. Yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. Well, Jacob, thanks for joining us a second time. You are so welcome. Sarah. Opening night. Where could people find you if they would like to uh, hear this? <laughs> <laughs> and what's you your brand? Find me at um, on Twitter at at jbaranowski31 or on Instagram at jacob.baranowski or you can just hunt me down and Fort Wayne, Indiana. Let's let's not invite. <laughs> <laughs> Our fans are rabid. You don't You're want right. that. That's right. right. That's right. right. They're beating down the doors for this next episode. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and listener. Mm-hmm. As always, you can find us at Movies on the Side on Twitter, moviesontheside.com. We'd love to hear more bad movie suggestions or good movie suggestions. We'll take either. And you can go to patreon.com slash movies on the side and support us and we might even have some bonus content you guys actually listen to your guys's uh bracket that was pretty cool so oh, excellent maybe release mm. that and you know i was thinking <laughs> this has felt a little bit like groundhog day in which nate and i just talked about time travel last doing week, it so. again That's reliving right. it again mm. yeah. um and also if you uh speaking of the 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 twitters I would love to receive people's rankings of Star Wars of the Star Wars movies yes. because in my discussion since we recorded the first time but before this time I've really enjoyed hearing what people's favorites were like I heard Rogue One ranked number 1 in someone's list. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I stand by it. I I thought it was pretty good. You should rewatch it, Nate. I should. Maybe we'll do Rogue One on a future episode. Let that be a, a whole thing. Maybe. All right. Well, I think we're good. Can I come down from the attic now? <laughs> Is it? Did you turn off the air conditioner? Yes. Is it super hot? No. Oh, okay, good.